0: If your spider plant is looking peaky, and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On the Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening, where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things house plants at On the Ledge podcast.
1: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. Joined for the first time in a long time, all three of us are together. We have Joe Chung at as the Joe flies, and we have MTM's managing editor Mark Osterman. Good to have the gang back together
0: again. Both of you guys here, happy to see you. Yo, thanks for not telling us where you're going, jerk. Hey, <laughs> was it like <laughs> I a, know. you thought? I you anyone. thought all your all your fans were going to crash the party and and show up to the super expensive report? I didn't even <laughs> tell my mom, who was. Uh watching the kids so (laughs) that's perfect in case there's an emergency no no way to get a hold of you good stuff which don't they take your cell phones away there or whatever or they
2: make you put? they give you a little quote-unquote sleeping bag for your cell phone which is just like a little cloth bag which you can i mean they give it to you but if you want to buy an extra you can pay ten dollars for that but uh you could just put it in a ziploc bag so we actually use them Uh, we can talk about it when we get there for those of you who don't know we're talking about i was at merval berkshires last week but before we get to that mark i think sean's the only one who missed out top gun baby
0: great film so good so good i mean the whole the whole film was really good and then then the last 15 minutes is just phenomenal slash bonkers yeah, uh, like some of the moves that they pulled off, like it just looks so good. But I can't wait for it to come out on DVD or streaming or whatever to watch it again. I might go May see it, to it to go in back. theaters. Yeah, I might, might see it go go back in
2: theaters. It was nice. And, um, you know, the best description for it that I've heard is it's a Mission Impossible movie, except for they're in planes, which makes yeah, a lot kinda, of sense if you think about kinda. it. Kind of.
0: Yeah, it was way... Back. I mean, I watched the uh, first one again, even though I've seen it a ton of times. And it really does. The first one kind of drags, and it's more of a love story where this is more like all right we we understand what we're doing there's a mission like there's a plot and it it, it's action-packed all the way through so it it definitely moves a lot quicker pace don't you think yeah for sure it was a lot of fun and definitely
2: did you get um tom cruise uh thanking you for coming back to the theater yeah like he has a little note at the beginning where he's like
0: you're so brave just like top guns (laughs) for coming back to the theater i was like okay tom calm down just calm down yeah that's his biggest uh opening weekend which i was kind of shocked with how many big movies he's had his biggest opening weekend movie ever kind of crazy it's just
2: like the perfect time for this movie to come out and in terms of movies that it's they almost like back, they
0: delayed it for it
2: <laughs> yeah well I, I i read that like he was like paramount was like can we put this on streaming and he like just gave them the middle finger and was like no way which He's right about when you when you see it in theaters, it's like, yeah, this movie, it was worth holding out for theaters. So it's been in the can for like two years, right? It was supposed to come out in summer 2020. Yeah. So, you know, that's when they had the first delay. I was I was looking at some of the social media for some of the actors because a lot of them are kind of like not super well known. The ones that aren't Tom Cruise or Jennifer Connelly, or Miles Teller,
0: Miles Teller is pretty well known. Yeah,
2: Miles Teller is pretty well known. But like they had put up stuff like I can't wait for this movie. And you know, on Instagram it tells you like how many weeks ago it was, it was like 180 weeks ago, I had to like start doing the math in my head. And you know, you know, that hurts my head. So it's like, (laughs) I was like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that had to be hard for them to wait. But I guess uh, it paid off with such a big opening weekend. And I'm hoping it's I'm sure it'll be in the theaters for
0: a while, given how popular it was. So I'll definitely see it. When I'm back in the Yeah, States now they're family. all like probably gray and stuff, and they look completely different. They can't even use it to get their next role because it's been so long.
1: <laughs> so I'm in uh, London. We're going to talk about a lot of our travel this week. Joe's going to talk about Mirabal. Mark's going to talk about being inspired by his parents and his Memorial Day weekend. I'm traveling with my dad. Speaking of delayed with COVID, we're in the UK, London doing Scotland. This was a trip that was supposed to happen in 2020 as well and then got delayed because of the pandemic. But yeah, I'm in London and Mark wrote a post we're going to talk about it later about his parents inspiring him to travel and I'm doing that with my dad and he's getting up there so I'm going to talk a little bit about why people should travel when they're young because I'm finally have you ever seen like that that person that has to travel with their, you know, elderly parents and they're kind of stressed out all the time and you know, I'm finally entering that phase of my life and uh yeah, it's quite interesting, but but certainly rewarding to see him get to experience England for the first time. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And I'm at the Andaz London, which, did you guys know the Andaz London is the very first Andaz for all those Hyatt nerds out there? The very, very first one, so geeking out about that. Or not. It's uh, staffed by a bunch of liars, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, Shots certainly in the eyes. housekeeping department. Yeah, I mean, I, speaking of uh, short people, I posted a picture of Jasmine on on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. Dang, Sean, dang, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good thing you Jasmine, we takes, know Jasmine doesn't listen. To yeah, yeah, thank goodness Jasmine and doesn't She
1: is 4'11", so I think that she does qualify as being a short person. Uh, but I posted a picture on Instagram of uh, of her, you know, just she was really upset because we got here to the hotel at around noon and their posted check-in time is 2 p.m., But we checked in, and they said, oh, your room will be ready at the normal time. And then at about 2.30, I went up and asked them, and they said, oh, there's another globalist in your room. And we used a confirmed suite upgrade. So they're like, oh, yeah, your room probably won't be ready till 4.30 or 5. So after getting a little upset, they finally gave us a better suite, I guess, a little bit bigger.
0: Do they only have one suite in the whole hotel? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't think to offer anything else. And they didn't think it was – you know, we were sitting there. Had they just told us when we checked in at noon, okay, you're not going to get – if you want this suite – you know, you're not going to get in here. We have a different suite, or given us our options. We could have planned differently, but they didn't do that. And then we came back after our first day out in the city as well. Our room wasn't cleaned after being out in the city for like six hours. And, you know, it's, you know, this is a very expensive hotel. They call themselves a five star hotel. I think starting rates are like $400 a night. It's a category five Hyatt, although a couple of our nights were low peaks. So I think our three night total is 54,000 points. But, you know, it's an expensive hotel. And, Basically, when I asked them about it, they said the housekeeper said the do not disturb sign was on the door, which it was not. Um, We went to breakfast at 9 a.m. and had the do not disturb sign on the door, came back to the room, took it off at 10 o'clock a.m., left. And even the minibar person, you know, Onda has free minibars, they restocked the minibar, so we know that person entered the room. Anyway, it was a little bit of frustration. So there's definitely some service issues here, but the hotel is actually really beautiful. I like the room a lot, so I'm not gonna trash the room, but yeah, not a five-star, service level here at the Andaz London.
0: I have noticed, I feel like cleaning the staff gets out there super early. Like, even on checkout day, I have people, like, the last couple of trips, they knock on my door at, like, 9, 9.30, and trying to come in, and I'm like, one, it's checkout day, and two, like, this is too early to be barging into somebody's room on vacation. It doesn't make any sense. Like, checkout, you should just wait till. Either you get verification that somebody checked out or it it hits like noon or one o'clock. Like, I don't know why you're coming to my room at 9 a.m. trying to get barge in there and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm I'm like sleeping. I'm not leaving yet. All right. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah. I mean, the mistake the housekeeper made when they lied to the managers about this, it says that they went to our room at 2 p.m. and we hadn't been in the hotel since 10 a.m. And there was no sign on the door. And obviously, so they, you know, they got caught in a lie. It's just frustrating. I would have been happier for them to say, oh, it was a mistake. We came at 9.30 the do not disturb is on and, you know, we didn't come back to the room. But, uh, you know, service issues aside, they bought us dinner last night. So it was a pretty decent dinner for the five of us. So I'm not going to complain about that. I think it's uh, like I said, I think it's a decent hotel. It's right near Liverpool Street Station, which is in East London, sort of where they're building all those new skyscrapers and stuff. So it's a kind of an interesting area, lots to eat around here, a lot going on. And you're like a two-minute walk to the tube station, so you can get around London very easily. Although, because of my dad, we're getting around in taxis, which is uh, not my my usual way of getting around, so that's kind of interesting. But he's paying for them, I guess, so.
0: You didn't even have to break uh, pipes to get that free meal, so that's that's a step up right there. Um, yeah. Are,
1: are you guys going to Richmond at all? No, we're not going to get out to, to Richmond. Uh, today. Today we Joe made the mistake. I'm banning <laughs> him. PDX Deals guy went out there, so that's, you know, he posted the pictures, and yeah, it looks really cool. So on a future trip, maybe. Today I made the mistake, because I'm trying to figure out ways to, like, do stuff with my dad, because he's not getting around so well, So to see stuff. So I was like, all right, we'll do the hop-on, hop-off bus, which I loathe those things. I haven't done one in probably a decade. And because there's, like, the the Jubilee celebration this weekend to mark the 70th, I think 70th uh, anniversary of the Queen taking the throne... Uh, they have so many roads closed, and there's so many people in town and traffic and everything that it just turned into into a disaster, and it was raining. And Do you guys like hop-on, hop-off buses? Because they seem to be everywhere now. Hate them.
2: I agree. I
0: like... Uh, I do like, I like... I'm more like a boat tour. Like, if there's an architectural or city boat tour, I'll do that, which is basically the same thing, but on water. Well, I guess you can't hop on and off, but... Well, some of them you can. But I, I, I'm more that. I don't like the driving around the city uh, in traffic, so... Boat, yes. Car, no. Bus, no.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I really love the boats. Getting out on any sort of water, um, that's my thing. And yeah, as you say, some cities definitely have hop-on, hop-off boats. Um, but what's crazy is, like, in Europe now, even the third-tier cities, like, we were in, I hate to call, I'm not calling the city third-tier, but we were in Riga, Latvia, and we were in Vilnius, Except Lithuania. <laughs> and Well, I mean, for tourism, right, they're not the, the exactly the tourist meccas, but they have hop-on, hop-off buses now, like... And it's the same companies in every city. So I feel like there's, even though we don't like them, I guess people do like them. And I know like when I was taking the cruise, every cruise port people get off. And I can see the, I guess I could see the benefit in that. You know, you just, they have the hop on, hop off right at the cruise port. You get off, you can see the town in a quick way. But I still, you know, don't like doing it. I'd rather walk, take public transport, get out with the real people.
0: I think it's a, if you do do it, like do it the right when you get there and then it gives you ideas of areas to go back to. Like a lot of big people or a lot of people in big cities recommend it because it does show you a lot. And then you get an idea of where to go back. Like in our, uh, diamond podcast, uh, where we interview a member each, uh, each month the spotlight. We had a uh, Carlos talking about Mexico City because we're doing a meetup there, and and he lived there growing up, and he's like he he said get on the hop on hop off bus, it takes you a lot of cool places. Um, so it's kind of funny, like people either love or hate it, um, but a lot of people do recommend it, so I think they are pretty popular. Yeah, I think it really
1: has to do with the city and the
2: amount of traffic and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I said I hate them, but in terms of especially if you're gonna be in a city for like a few days, I think using it as like getting a lay of the land figuring out what is good to see in that city. Or like you said, Sean, on a cruise, if you want to see as much of a city as possible in one day, you know, they make sense. But I don't know. I just don't love buses in general and like to I don't like to be beholden to the schedule. I don't like people. And yeah, you're right. I don't like people. So, yep.
1: Case closed. Another alternative to that, and we've been doing them a lot lately, and I've done them basically throughout my traveling career is free walking tours. I love them. They're all over Europe, but now they've spread really all over the planet and pretty much every city, especially cities that are very walkable. Like for instance, you know, bring up Briga and and Vilnius. We did free walking tours there through the old town. And that's a really great way. Usually you have a a local tour. They're usually really good. Like they're earning their tips because it's a free walking tour and they want to earn tips. So usually they know what they're talking about. And I found those to be fairly amazing. So I'd rather do that than a hop on, hop off. Uh, but you know in some cities you can't really do that or you can't see a ton because they're more spread out but in some older cities especially in europe where everything's sort of around a center area they can be really good
0: too have you guys done any of those no experience, sorry. I never done one either. You know, I've always thought about it, but I just don't like schedule. I don't like anything scheduled when I'm traveling for whatever reason. Like, I hate having time tickets or reservations. I like to just kind of. And this will kind of come out later when we're talking about my weekend, but I like just kind of like exploring and finding random stuff. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I like. That's another reason I do like the free
1: tours, though, is just because because you're not paying for it or booking it ahead of time. You know, you can often just show up. So. It's something to kind of keep in mind if you're going to a city, at least, you know, like what times it does and if it works into your schedule. And before we talk about the other stuff, I guess since I brought up Lithuania and Latvia, I'll talk about them really quickly. You know, I hadn't ever been to the Baltic states, the three Baltic states being Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Before this trip, we stopped in Tallinn, Estonia off the cruise ship. Really loved the old town there. Like they have this really beautiful old medieval city, tons of cool architecture, but didn't really know about like Riga and Vilnius, and just, you know, had a few days before we were coming to London, so I got a cheap flight over there on uh, Norwegian's regional carrier, and then we flew Ryanair up to London, so, uh, you know, doing the, the Ryanair thing, which was fun, perfect flight there, low-cost carrier haters out there, you don't know what you're talking about, but anyway. good was... as long
0: as there's no issues. <laughs>
1: I think, I mean, Ryanair has so many planes and routes, and I think you just need to know the rules, right? It's just like in the U.S. It's just like in the U.S. with the low-cost carriers. There's a lot of pitfalls, right? If you don't, if you have an overweight bag or an oversized bag. So as long as you know the rules, like in our case, I knew our bags were too big for like carry-on or for normal carry-on. So I purchased the thing, but our tickets were still like $30 $30 to fly from Riga to London, including our bags. So, I mean, you're, I mean, where else are you going to see that? And if I flew on British Airways or any other carrier, I had to fly through another city. There was no direct flights other than on budget carriers like Wizz Air or Ryanair. So uh, another, I mean, I think I've flown Ryanair five or six times now in my life, and I've always had really good experiences with them. So, you know, that's take that for what it is. But I loved uh, Vilnius a lot. I loved Riga a lot. Riga has a medieval old town. A lot of cool like Soviet history and like you even go to the market there, they have this old market that's in these like Zeppelin hangars. you know, those old like blimp looking things from like World War II, those German, they they took hangars like that and they converted it into a market and it's full of like old Russian ladies. Very, very interesting place, different than many places in Europe. And then in Lithuania, they had more of a Catholic history. So it looks completely different. And they're only a few hours away from each other by bus. Lots of, like, castles. And so if you're into that sort of European history but want to get away from, like, the crazy crush of crowds in all the main tourist spots, I really think the Baltic states are are cool. And, you know, they're they're using the euro in most places. Uh, It's fairly cheap. But the infrastructure is built up, so there's buses, there's ways to get around. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. I really enjoyed those places. And, you know, the war is sort of hanging over them. So it's, it's interesting for people who don't know the history of the Soviet Union and kind of to visit these ex-Soviet states to see how both they're kind of touched by the war going on. There's hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian refugees in each of these places, but also, you know, how they've sort of grown and prospered since the end of the Soviet Union. And yeah, I, I always find it's really cool. So I love like the Western Europe, all the, the Londons and the Parises and, you know, the Romes, the things that everybody talks about. But I really love getting to these like, quote unquote second and third tier cities in Europe and seeing like thousand year old castles and stuff like that, that nobody goes and visits. is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, that sounds really cool. I think I was in that area like when I was like 10 or 11, some cruise with my grandparents, you know, way back in the day. Um, and I just remember very little of it, except for that, like the architecture is so different, like you were saying. And it just, it's it's cool being in such a different part of the world. So yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm sure Ellie's getting a lot out of it, just seeing how different things are all over the place.
1: Yeah, she's loving it. And you know, it's been really cool to kind of use it as a school experience and teaching her there. And there's a lot of, you know, Jewish history in these places as well. Obviously, a lot of sad history from the Holocaust. Uh, Both Riga and Vilnius have open spaces where the synagogues used to be where they were destroyed by the Nazis populations of both places, about 95% were killed in the Holocaust of of Jews there. There were Jewish ghettos in both those places. So there's a ton of personal history there. Um, My ancestors are from Ukraine on my grandfather's side. Um, So there's just a lot of interesting things in that area. Um, For people who are interested, I did post a lot of stuff on Instagram at miles to memories. I've been posting stories daily from our travels. So if you're interested in following along kind of live as it happens, follow our Instagram at miles to memories. Or the stories also go to Facebook as well. So we're trying to keep up with the travel side of it. But yeah, highly recommend visiting these places. And considering the crowds I'm seeing in London, it's it was nice to kind of get away a little bit from so many people. And the tourism industry has suffered in these places so much over the last couple of years that they're just like welcoming tourists with open arms. They're so happy to see people. And, you know, it's, it's a great experience top to bottom. So yeah, really love the Baltic States.
2: Happy I finally got to get there. So is London super crazy right now? Is that what you're implying?
1: Yeah, I I didn't know that this week was like a holiday week for most of the people in the UK. And it's because they're also doing the Jubilee celebration. I forget what the, if the diamond or platinum or what kind of Jubilee it is. I think it's like I said, the 70 years. So the main part of the celebration, even though the anniversary was in February, is this week. So like when we went to go see Buckingham Palace and the changing of the guard, you can't even get close to Buckingham Palace right now. Um, And there's just so many people everywhere. Uh, we're heading up north to Scotland where hopefully it won't be as bad uh you know tomorrow so i uh, looking forward to that and that's really where my dad's heritage is from so he's really like as he got older connected with his scottish heritage and uh, unfortunately he brought his kilt so i'm not really looking forward to being seen in public with him wearing his kilt but old uh, man it, it, <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go
1: there's a bleep for you everybody uh yeah no but uh It'll be fun. It'll be uh, interesting and fun. And I'm sure by the end of like next week when we talk, I'll be stressed out of my mind because that man does drive me crazy. But
0: uh, on the same side, it's it's an amazing experience to get to to do this with him. Amsterdam was all crazy at the airport, like three four hour waits and people missing flights and cancel flights. And I guess they have a it's a holiday there too, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a buddy that grew up in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands, I should say, uh, said that. So that was You know, I think a lot of right right now there's a lot of stuff going on in Europe. I know Lisbon. Somebody had messaged me that they it took them three and a half hours to get through to get through when they landed to get through customs. So I don't know what was going on there, but that was crazy too. I think this is just the beginning
1: of the summer craziness that we've seen. The prices go crazy, and you know this marks the beginning of that crazy summer travel season. And I think there's going to be a huge crush on uh, on everywhere. And (laughs) I'm not looking forward to it as somebody who's out on the road, but. Uh, We'll just be here for a little bit. I'm trying to sneak in Morocco before we head to Detroit for the meetup. We'll see if I can get that done or not. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to the States. We have that MTM Diamond meetup in Detroit. I have an Alaska cruise this summer, and then I'm heading home for most of July to rest. As hot as it is in Vegas, I'm going to be there sort of resting up while everybody else is out traveling because travel is so much better when there's not a million people everywhere. Now, speaking of not a million people everywhere, Joe, as we said earlier, you went to Miraval in the Berkshires. And I went to the one in Arizona a couple of years ago and enjoyed it, but I felt like maybe it was a little overhyped, but this is a newer property and obviously a much different like landscape and experience. I'm really interested to hear what you thought of it and maybe some background on your booking since you didn't tell us about it beforehand.
2: Yeah. So what happened was Back in the fall, when they were doing their buy one get one free thing, I told Jess I was like, "Hey, do you want to go to Miraval? It's kind of, um, you know, we really like to hike and like being out in nature, and also just to relax." And I was like, "Oh, do you want to get away for a couple of days?" And she was like, "No, I'm good. I have zero interest in dudes that. trip." <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, first you of went all,
0: to Miraval dudes trip." I'm <laughs>
2: I, I was thinking, I was thinking what would it be like to be here with Mark? It would, it, it, you put that on It'd the be YouTube live, put more that fun. on the f- Facebook live. <laughs> but um, anyway, maybe a couple months ago at some point, Jess was just uh, having a really hard time at work. And she's like, Hey, can we still go to Marival? And I was like, yo, like it's not buy one, get one free anymore. Like we, that I offered it because it was the deal. Um, luckily, <laughs> I was able to I was on my travel agent group's Facebook page and I saw someone had gotten a travel agent rate. So I emailed them to see if I could get a travel agent rate and I was able to and it was so we paid cash on a travel agent rate and it was still expensive but you know it was something that I could live with. So Joe got ninety eight percent off as a travel agent, right? No, just kidding. Yeah, that was
1: I know, I know that I know that you don't get that much.
2: yeah so i i was i was just like i was just like you know she really needs this so let's go and we had to work out all this stuff with uh, my parents coming up to watch the kids and stuff like that so we went and we paid cash then the nice thing was they still recognized me as a globalist so valuable i mean worse no value excuse me i took it back no value globalist but uh yeah so they (laughs) upgraded us to a suite which was uh really nice because you know i don't know when you travel with your wives. You need some space, and it's good to have two rooms. Um, that's all I gotta say about that.
0: <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> but uh, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, forty thousand points a night normally, if you use points. I, I think it's. I think it's yeah, forty to fifty. I, it's
2: like if it's one person, it's one of those things where it's like if it's one person, it's forty, and then the second person is like another five or something like that. I mean, I, my too long didn't listen about this is that. I am looking for when it goes, buy one, get one free on points again, uh, because we'd like to go back. It was really nice to be away. You know, the Berkshires is this area in Western Massachusetts where there's just like a lot of wooded areas. Tanglewood, which is an outdoor concert hall, is there as well. Not that we went there or something like that, but that's out there. It's a place that people really like to visit in the summer, and it's just really beautiful and picturesque out there. I'm sure it's really nice in the fall as well when the leaves are changing. But overall, the property, it's just really relaxing. It's very chill. Everything is indoors because it's open in the winter as well.
0: I was just going to say, what do you do there in the winter?
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's all connected by tunnels. It's pretty smartly done. Um, so all the rooms, the spa, the restaurant, it's all connected by tunnels. So that was nice. Uh, the spa, you know, just she ended up getting her nails done because they gave us You know, with your stay, you get, like, resort credits because there's a bunch of activities that you can sign up for. A bunch are free, but a bunch cost money. And we realized that we hadn't spent enough money. So I was like, just go get your nails done, like, you know, just to use this. So she got her nails done. But the spa, you can use the stuff in the spa, including the hot tub, uh, without having a spa treatment, which was really nice. We used the hot tub every night after dinner, and there was, like, no one there. So we had it to ourselves. Um, So that was nice. Now, the kind of... Now the highlight, besides hot tub, of course, the highlight is uh, one of the free activities was something called Giant's Ladder. And it's like one of those climbing activities. And if you can imagine, you know, it looks like it sounds. So it's these big plywood planks and they're set up like a ladder on wires that are kind of swinging. And you need to climb up that thing uh, with a partner. And...
0: Sounds like a way to get divorced.
2: It was, it was, actually, we worked, I was like... You know, at the beginning, they give this little speech about, like, you know, you have to work to each other's strengths and weaknesses and, like, learn to work together. And Jess and I were looking at each other. We're like, this is not going to end well. But surprisingly, we worked together really well. You would think that, you know, most of the people going up, like, if it was a man and a woman, like, the brother and sister did it. So, like, usually the brother would, they would... uh, boost up the sister so they would send them up first because like the brother weighs more the sister's lighter the brother's stronger can climb up on their own well with jess and me even though i weigh like 50 percent more than her she was the one boosting me up (laughs) so what she would do is she would like have her leg and i would jump off her leg like i would use her leg like a stool and i jumped off her leg up and then she would climb up herself on her own so
0: was she was she wearing pants yeah,
2: we were all wearing pants. And no, she it was, was it wearing was... the pants of the family. Oh, yeah, that too. No, this place is great. You do this thing nude, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah. no. no, we were all wearing pants. Uh, yeah, sorry. I totally missed the joke, but, you know, I saved it. Saved it. So, but, you know, the funny thing was, like, that brother and sister getting up this thing, you're putting hands in places on people that you would never put them. And I was like with the brother and sister, I was like, Oh, that's so weird. He's like pushing her up by her butt and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, when you're in, when you're in the moment, you're just uh, in the moment. So that was a lot of fun. And then the other thing I thought of you guys was, I would say that for food at all inclusive, this was a lot better than what, you know, you guys have rightfully said that food at all inclusive is kind of whatever, but the food here I thought was uh, really good, um, you know, I always ordered multiple entrees and stuff like that because I had heard that they're a little smaller than normal because you're supposed to be like health conscious and all this stuff. But yeah. I was able <laughs> so I was able do.
0: to just double down. Just get doubles.
2: Yeah, I was like I was like, uh yeah, I'll just have two of those. No, so I, I would get two different entrees and very happy with the food and most importantly, they had diet coke and also diet Pepsi, if you like that. So it's not that healthy of a place. Booze is not included, right? You're right. It's not included, but they had a nice selection of drinks and they weren't like overpriced. You know, they were normal hotel prices. um, So it wasn't like
0: extra. How far of a drive is it from Boston?
2: It's like two hours. And yeah, the crazy thing was, uh, you know, you joke about going on a guy's trip. There were zero guy's trips there, Mark, but there there were like boatloads of, you know, girls trips and people had like flown in. And I was like, I wasn't sure, like, did they fly to Boston and then drive out here? Or did they fly to Albany or something? Because Albany is like 20, 30 minutes away. Um, but it, yeah, people had flown in for their girls trips. You know, everyone um, abandoning their families or getting away from their families from some much needed R&R. And there's a lot of like solo travelers, too. I guess people use it to like get away or whatever. I mean, we did, too.
0: Yeah, very zen. Doesn't sound like a place for me, but it does sound awesome.
2: I, I thought... I. I thought many times, this is not a place for Mark. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Sean might enjoy it with Jasmine, but definitely not a place for Mark. It's it's just like, you know, it's, it's very much about being chill. Um, like we said before, you know, you're not supposed to use your phone, which was actually really nice um, to, you know, we were just, no one calls you out on it if you have your phone or whatever, but we we're trying to be like conscious of putting our phones away. I guess at some point, Jess read the coffee book of, Miraval's story and the whole thing started right around when the internet started getting big and people were like uh the internet's not gonna you you don't need to unplug from the internet at that point but I guess whoever started Miraval knew what they were doing because you know it's something that is worthwhile these days to get a little bit of time away and so we've tried to like put our phones away for at least like half an hour to an hour a day since we got back which is going well you know I I remember what my children look like now so you know that's been
0: good. I love the uh, at some point toilet time. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, Jess was like, Jess was like, try not, try not to use it on the toilet at least. You know, just try that because she she thinks I'm disgusting. Like she would never use it on the toilet.
0: <laughs> the people that eat in the bathroom are the people I don't get. I'm sorry, I just. I can't do that. But uh I know there are people out there that do. An article I kind of want to write and I'm still kicking it around in my head is kind of like how maybe some things I don't like about being a travel writer and part of it is like the requirements while you're traveling like you don't really get to be in the moment as much I feel like because You have to be on your phone taking pictures, sharing it on social media, taking down notes for uh, write-ups, reviews, stuff like that, and taking pictures of, like, random. Normally, you just walk through a hotel lobby. Well, no, you got to stop and take, like, 14 pictures from all angles and stuff. So I think that's kind of a nice thing to to go somewhere where it kind of forces you a bit. And I know Sean was on his cruise where he didn't have cell service for a couple weeks, and I'm sure that was kind of nice, too. So definitely something we all need to try to focus more on, I think, is uh, detachment a little bit from that.
2: One thing that I did that was like totally foreign to me is since it's all inclusive, you don't like you don't need your phone to pay for anything. Um, You kind of know where you're supposed to be because because, you know, you book different activities and you know what your schedule is going to be and stuff like that. So sometimes I just didn't even take my phone to dinner. One or one of us wouldn't take our phone to dinner. One of us would have the phone in case, you know, there's some emergency with the kids and it was bizarre, but, um, you know, it was, it was very freeing and it was nice not to worry about taking pictures or, you know, slacking you guys or whatever nonsense.
1: Yeah. Being on that cruise, I realized just how much I'm on my phone and how much I'm attached to the internet and not having it there was definitely an eye opening experience. And it's been something I've tried to do to detach myself and to detach myself and, like you say, you know, there's with our jobs where even when we're traveling, you know, we're not quote unquote on vacation most of the time We're we're kind of experiencing it in a different way. I kind of feel sorry for all the people who are like obsessed with Instagram and they're not travel writers, but they're still doing the same thing where they're taking pictures and they're not in the moment. And I've tried to like when I was on that cruise, I filmed everything and I did everything I needed to do, but I had plenty of time to just enjoy it without having to go take pictures and stuff whereas usually I'm not cuz I'm in a hotel for a day or two and I don't you know I have to get everything done so I totally agree with you it's great to be able to to do that and it's important to be able to do that yeah it's good that there's places like Miraval that allow you to do that give you that reminder and you know I think it's going to become even more important in everybody's life as you know technology progresses cuz it'd be crazy sometimes
0: yeah, I shared an article on Around the Web today about like how stupid American America has been over the last 10 years, which it's, it's like a month older. It's a really good read talking about like how wanting to go viral and chasing likes and Facebook and all this stuff like kind of change the way we act and interact and all that stuff. And it's not a good not a good uh, a path we're on. So definitely give it a look. I think it's something that we all need to admit to ourselves and, and focus on a little bit more for sure. So let's talk about uh,
1: your article, Mark, that came up on the site uh, today as we're recording this. So this week, uh, as people hear this, and it's about your Memorial Day trip with your family. And uh, my biggest takeaway was that there's still pizza huts that look like they did in the 1980s. And I think that's the coolest thing. Yes, so awesome. I didn't know that that existed. But uh, it was also about how your parents inspired you to take really cool trips
0: yeah i mean i should give an update last week you know i had the fight with the wasps nest and spraying it and killing them and and uh doing all that and then left and
2: by the way editing that i was very nervous for you
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, and glad then came back, okay. I'm, I'm glad you're i'm glad you're okay
2: craw- i'm i was like i think mark is doing exactly what you're not supposed to do in yes, this whole, situation
0: yeah, so I went back uh, this weekend, crawled up there, looked around, looked good. Everything looked dead. It looked like, you know, the stuff I sprayed in was with sealing it out and everything. And then I noticed uh, some carpenter ants, so I put some bait traps out for that and got a trail of them going up into the roof uh, section. So there's another problem I have to deal with. Not looking forward to that. Don't know exactly where they're at in the, the roof. I'm guessing it was like we had uh, gutters that need to get cleaned out from the spring. So I'm guessing that brought them in. So yes, the joys of, of, uh, dealing with a a home that you don't, you're not at all the time, I guess. But anyway, so we were up there this weekend and, uh, you know, on Saturday I said, I want, I want to kind of do something that we used to do when I was a kid. And this is something, and I think this kind of cemented my love of travel and exploration and, And kind of discovery, something my parents used to do because, you know, when we were younger, they were they had us at when they were 20 and 22. And I know, Sean, you had your son when you were young and the struggles of being married young and having kids young and not having, you know, good income and and still trying to provide, you know, experiences for your kid is something that a lot of people struggle with and it's something they struggled with, you know, as they got older and they developed, you know, they're in their careers. They, you know, we, we were able to travel more normally, but back then when we were younger, we would do like day trips where we would just drive somewhere random before the internet. You didn't know where you're going. We relied on like those brochures you find. And I think there still are some at like gas station stops and stuff like that. Uh, or like somebody was talking about a town they used to go to as a kid. So we'd go check it out or a park they found, or we'd look at a map and be like, hey, we have been to this area. Let's drive there. So we drive there, hang out all day, explore it, and then come back the same day because uh, we didn't have money to spend on the hotel room and everything. And that those were kind of some of my favorite memories as a kid, just not knowing what you're going to find. And that's kind of the way I travel. Like we talked about earlier, I don't like having a set schedule. And I think this kind of is a big reason why. So this weekend we went like north about an hour and hit all the small towns stopped checked out you know what was in the town like if they had a park on the on the water a beach whatever the famous restaurant was we tried the famous dish and my son had been talking about going to pizza hut for months and months because everything around here had closed and i found one of the small towns we we're going to drive through had one so we stopped and like sean said it was like the most amazing pizza hut ever it's called pizza hut classic There's not very many of them. I guess this is like a big thing. Like I Googled it after and people were like, where can I find these? And they have like the old Tiffany knockoff lights, the red cups, the book it signs, the breadsticks come with hot pizza sauce, like everything in the salad bar, everything looks exactly like your childhood, except for like the mini arcade that they used to have. So that's pretty awesome. Like finish of that, but I was kind of curious, what, you know, Did do you guys do anything with your kids that you used to do with your parents? And also kind of what started, do you think, uh, your love of travel and exploration? Well, first of all, my kids still love those brochures. Yeah, At any hotel. Who doesn't?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a great way to explore things.
0: They they definitely do fake you out because uh, uh, quick aside, we went on a trip to South Dakota. My parents had this brochure. It showed, like, horseback riding and all this cool stuff and these nice cottages. Well, apparently they were taken from like twenty or thirty years earlier because when we got there, the place was just a dump, and there was none. The pool was like closed, caved in. There's no horses. It was dirty. So be careful with them, but they are fun. You know, I guess the internet still has not
2: made them completely obsolete because you'll see the things, and then you'll look up on the internet. You know more about the things. It's just like you don't you don't go to them (laughs) blind. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like it's the same. Obviously, it was a little bit different for me because I lived overseas for a couple of years. And then we did a lot of travel when I was overseas. Uh, Like I said before, with my grandfather, I think I was living in Hong Kong when I did that Baltic cruise with my grandparents. But, you know, I think what got me loving travel, even though I took a long break, like for a decade as an adult, was just how much my parents dragged me. And sometimes I hated it. Like, some of these bus tours, like I hated them. Maybe that's why I don't want to take bus tours these days. <laughs> you know, I, I just remember. Was, I was it like that?
0: Like, was it like the big bus tours with like fifty people on them that everybody's just taking pictures out the window that you see? Yeah, like, kind of all like comedies.
2: Yeah, like we do some. I mean, we didn't always do those, but we definitely did some of those. I mean, I remember this one where you know my sister and I had like a huge fight on the bus. Definitely, definitely embarrassed my parents way too much uh, on that because. uh you know, we were just like yelling at each other on the bus, but, um, yeah. So I think just them dragging me, you know, I think this is kind of the same mentality I've taken with my kids who to be fair to them have been very open and excited about traveling, but because my parents dragged me around everywhere, even though I didn't want to, um, because we had the privilege and the ability to travel, whether it was with my grandparents, um, who they footed the bill quite a bit. I found out later in, in my later days, but, um, you know, whether it was with my grandparents or just on our own, like driving all the way down to South Carolina or whatever. I guess I caught the bug, forgot about it in my 20s and then found it again uh, in my 30s after I got married. So that was me. What about you, Sean? Yeah, my parents were like the most unimaginative travelers ever.
1: Uh, We grew up in (laughs) Southern California and then we went on vacation to Las Vegas all the time. Uh, And then, you know, at some point we moved to Las Vegas and that's sort of where our family broke apart. So like, when I met Jasmine, I was just a few days before my 17th birthday. So most of our early travels happened when I was 17 and we would just like kind of like what you're talking about with your with your parents, Mark, like we would just go and her. Most of her family lived in Southern California. So our early trips when we didn't have any money, we would drive down to L.A. and like spend a couple of days there, but we would just sleep on the floor of her you know, sister's apartment or whatever. So we didn't have to pay for hotels and we would just like go all around. Los Angeles cuz that's where we kind of both grew up even though we didn't meet there. And then as, you know, things progressed, like I think we eventually like graduated to to like cheap motels when we'd go to Disneyland, but we'd even go down there and like go to to go to Disneyland, we would get a family member who lived in California to get us those tickets like they used to have really cheap ticket discounts back then. So we would do that and we would sleep like one night in a really terrible motel near Disneyland and then the rest of the nights on people's floors and All kinds of stuff like that. So I think it's kinda interesting. I had no real exposure to travel other than going to Las Vegas, which, you know, we have a we have a great Las Vegas show and I express my love for Las Vegas all the time. But my kind of curiosity for travel kinda came from I guess myself and my wife, you know, figuring it out. And she came Jasmine came from Mexico when she was like eleven and has always had this very adventurous spirit. I have some interesting stories to tell about her her childhood days. So Yeah, it kind of comes from something different. It's always been, I don't know, a a thing inside of me. And one thing I've kind of been interested in, you know, I'm traveling with my dad and Jasmine and I have been traveling together for you know 20 plus years now is just how important I think it is to travel when you're young, you know, to do the things that you can do. And then especially, you know, we're all married. We've all been married for a long time. When you're traveling with your spouse or a partner in some way and you do that over a long period of time, you kind of grow together. Sometimes you get to experience the same place over different periods of your life, how special that really is. And then, you know, just watching my dad, how he struggles to get around, wishing that maybe he had those experiences. I mean, he was in the Navy and he he was all over Asia when he was younger. So it's not like he never traveled, but some of the places that he always wanted to go as he got like into his 60s and stuff, he didn't really travel. And then his wife passed away a couple years ago. And like, there's definitely some regrets there. And you know i'm not trashing my dad at all cuz i think a lot of people do this and it's just we all know how fast time flies right and the best intentions and wanting to get going and i think all three of us have taken a focus on our lives to make sure that we do these sorts of things and you know i just uh you know you said you had the the privilege to travel joe and it really is a privilege part of it's what you make of it right mark i mean your parents didn't have everything so they figured out a way to do it to make sure that it worked for them and and you know and it changes over time but yeah, just, I'm so grateful to be able to get out there and travel. And, and I think it's so cool to see how, you know, we all have different kind of backstories to it, but all found this life in a different way.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a good takeaway from it is uh, too, you know, you can always do something within your budget, like it's pop. Or if you're, you're, you're hearing all the horror stories from the summer and you just say, I'm going to take the summer off, but I, still have an itch for travel, you can still do stuff like this and, you know, you still get the same feels of travel. Everywhere you go has something unique and special about it. Every little town has something that, you know, is unique to them or a tradition or a a famous dish or a a cool place to go check out. So you can still do it with whatever budget you have that you work with. Um, And you'll still get that all the, you know, the joys of travel of checking out something new exploring finding you know a hidden gem that you didn't know about things like that and and meeting new people learning about places you know because even places different areas in your own state can have completely different you know accents or or ways they do things ways ways they uh you know handle things talk about things all kinds of stuff so it's always interesting to see you don't have to go all the way around the world to to get that experience if it if it's not working for you right now so i think that's something to remember You know, it's something we forget as we get into miles and points and how easy or not how easy, but easier it is to to travel overseas and to go to expensive places and check things. We kind of lose touch a bit with uh, what the the joy of it was to begin with. So just a a reminder about that, I think.
2: Yeah. To your point, it's just like I feel like no matter where you live in the States, an hour or two away is going to be someplace cool for you to check out. And I think that's one thing that the pandemic, you know, we talked about it before. But really reminded me that you know I would love to be in London right now. Well, maybe not this week, Sean. Given how busy you made it sound, <laughs> yeah, maybe but... <laughs> maybe two
0: maybe two three weeks ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, or maybe in a or maybe in a couple of weeks, like after Wimbledon's over and stuff like that. But the pandemic kind of reminded me that you know there is there are fifty states here for us to check out, and there's like you said, Mark. There's just so many different cultures, even just one state away, or even. In our own state, like the Berkshires, like I was saying, like you could do that as a day trip, you could go out early in the morning, two hours hike around, you know, check out some of the cultural stuff there. There's some museums even out there, and then be back home. So I just think it's been a good reminder that there's so much travel to be had just within our borders. And you know, it's worth checking out. So um, even though I haven't gone out of the country yet, I I don't feel like I've missed anything. I've still gotten to travel a ton over these last couple years. I agree. And I think I don't. I know that COVID really kind of sucked my
1: connection with travel out of my life. Uh, it, you know, caused a lot of problems for me because all of a sudden I'm traveling months out of every year and really enjoying that. And then I'm at home, and you know, to your point, like the adventurous spirit. Thankfully, it's come back. It's taken me a while to to be out on the road to do it, but yeah, there's so much amazing stuff. As somebody who's just been all over the United States, and You know, even in the middle of nowhere, as you say, there's roadside America. There's all kinds of cool brochures and places to see and caves and giant balls of yarn or whatever it is, you know, just to get out there. And it.
0: the mystery spot, water rolls uphill.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And as we're like addicted to our technology and COVID has shut us in and we're becoming more unhappy about it. You know, I talked about that book, Dopamine Nation before, like this is uh, antidote to that. You know, it's... It's a way to make yourself a little bit happier, to be stimulated in a different way. And yeah, I'm so grateful for this hobby that it's allowed me to travel, whether it's far or near, but it allows me to really, you know, make travel my life and I'm grateful for that. But even if I didn't have the hobby, I would go back to sleeping on the floors of family members and staying
2: in bad hotels near Disneyland Joe's. So I would do it either way. I don't know if my back can handle the floors anymore but uh, mine either that's true good point
0: (laughs) theoretically we need we need at least travel with a blow up blow up mattress yeah we need a thin
2: air mattress or something like that you know we gotta we gotta spring for that or something yeah, it's nice
1: to travel in your 20s. That's a, that's a good message there because you really can do anything. You can go anywhere. You can stay up all night and wake up you early in the morning. You can sleep
2: in any position. You can sleep yeah. in a chair if you have to, you know, not not like us these days. Although I know this guy who can only sleep in a chair because his back hurts too much when he lies down. You know, just don't get old, people. That's That's the bottom line here. Yeah, exactly. So...
1: I mean, I think this is a cool episode. We talk a lot about our personal stuff, our own personal travels, some interesting, I think hopefully some interesting takeaways along the way, some hotel reviews. We learned about Pizza Hut Classic, which Mark I think posted I win. pictures. I think I win because of it, because <laughs> of
0: Pizza Hut <laughs> Classic.
1: Yes, Mark posted pictures on Twitter at Detroit Mark if you want to see them, because it really does look exactly like the Pizza Hut in California I put, that I grew up with.
0: I put some pictures in the article, too, so you can check it out there if you're not on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it is, it's crazy how... It, like, we, we're we sitting there just eating dinner talking about stories. I mean, Friday night, everybody has their book at slips, and then you go to Pizza Hut and all your friends and stuff, and kids from school are there playing video games and waiting in line. And Pizza Hut used to have a, door, a line out the door to get in on the weekends, and the now the like Hut, none.
2: They need to put a Pizza Hut classic next to the Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. That's just bottom line. And lines. a holodome, too, right? with a holodome on the, the side. side.
0: I'm going. I'm get, going to a Holodome in November in St. Louis. I'm very excited. So the one thing
1: I forgot to mention about the Onda's London is that the Wi-Fi really, really sucks here too. So my connection with you guys keeps cutting yeah, out. Yeah, we I know. Guess that's probably time to. Yeah, to, yeah. I might have disappeared a little bit during
2: Joe's Berkshire uh, review of Miraval, but
0: hey, for 500 bucks you don't get Wi-Fi. That's that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Five star. Yeah, company. that's the,
2: that's that's what we call the Disney way.
0: You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're taking a page oh. out of Disney's playbook. Disney parks is the worst for internet. Oh, so bad.
1: I'm glad that we mentioned Disney so people could uh, take another drink before we go. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it, I think, for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast?
2: You can find me at Asla Joe Flies all over social media. If you're looking to plan a trip uh, with cash to Disney or otherwise, you can check me out on AslaJoeFlies.com. What about you, Mark?
0: How many cruise people we got going so far, Joe?
2: I think we got 15 cabins, and spoiler alert, I, did I tell you guys this? I told Jess about this cruise, and she's like, "Wait, why are you? Why aren't you going?" And I was like, "Huh? Uh, what? Interesting that you might say that." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if, yes. If you're if you're volunteering to watch, I mean, she gets frustrated every time I go on any trip. But I mean, if she's gonna say, "Why it's aren't work, I going?" Joe. That, yeah, it. it sounds like it sounds like that's an invitation to go. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, w- I would love to go and I'm trying to figure out. I was like, I was like, should I invite her to go? But
0: I feel like she might be miserable the entire time. Well, I mean, Kirsten's coming, so she might be. They can be miserable together, I guess. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but no, that'd good be plan, really cool. Um, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit. Mark, email me market miles to uh, you know, comment on any of the uh, articles on the website, Miles to Memories, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? Yeah, at Miles to Memories on
1: Instagram. I Like I said, I've been posting pretty much daily for my travels, posting stories, uh, pictures, videos, Instagram reels. So we're really uh, doing a lot there if you want to follow some of our travels. And then we have miles to memories.com, as Mark said, for all of our posts. And for the diamond content, our cruise that we're talking about is part of the MTM Diamond Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. We also have a great Slack and Facebook community that goes along with that. Lots of cool people. And Joe, does that 15 cabins, does that include my cabin that I haven't booked yet because I'm waiting for a stupid offer from Royal Caribbean that's never going to come? It does not, sir. So, <laughs> so you know, there you we're go. doing pretty well. It, it'll be a fun time. Yeah, Joe's been hunting me down to book my cruise. I'm like, Joe, I just need a couple more days. I want to make. I, wanna, I wanted to see if we got an offer, which Royal Caribbean didn't
0: give us one. So they don't like that. Well, it. Yeah. Yeah. you got to oh, book it, oh. and then it will come. And then the offer yeah. will come.
2: Sean, for you, you can wait till November. All the other Diamond people, if you're still interested in going, there's still a few staterooms available at the rates that we locked in, so you can hit me up on Slack or on Facebook or wherever. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Jasmine's going to be there as well, so it'll be a fun podcast
1: meetup if Joe gets to go. So I'm I'm looking forward to that cruise. We should record it live.
2: There you go. There you go. Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Let's go.
1: All right. Thanks so much, uh, everybody, for listening. dot MTMPodcast.com for this podcast. If you like the show, don't forget we really love five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Written reviews even better. Mention Mark's lap, and I promise we'll read it on the air. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.
2: Hey, your ego's writing checks. Your body can't cash. Sean. No problems. Those things. <laughs> <laughs> See.
1: Well, and just silence. Well, no, it we might connection move on kind of sucks. So we Sorry. can move my on. Connect,
0: you froze for a second. That was why. So look at Sean trying to sound like he's Tom Cruise and Top Gun, <laughs> he, without like, even knowing having like, like, watched the movie. What, what, I don't Sean's know. Get like no, reference. like say like because it delayed. Like oh, I had to delay my stuff two years too, just like Tom Cruise. No, no Sean's Sean's yeah, like, yeah, me. I'm Sean's always like,
2: comparing myself to Tom Cruise. That's that's my that's my jam this is basically tom cruise's message at the beginning of the movie and this is you sean it's like thank you so much for coming back to the theaters you know you really did a great thing by coming back so sean's like thank you for coming to listen to this podcast about london you know you did a great thing waiting two years for this so good for you exactly sean you look better than tom cruise let me tell you thank you definitely yeah yeah i appreciate that
0: (laughs) yo i kept wondering i was like i
2: was like I kept wondering. I was like, Jennifer Connolly's not this short. Like, is Tom Cruise standing on a box? What's happening? I think here? he had.
0: I think he had lifts in his shoes. If you look at his shoes, they definitely look like. Maybe we shouldn't have this in there. For people <laughs> well, they were, were fil- where the, they were built. Yeah, Tom Cruise is
2: listening to this. They were filming this scene on the beach, and I was like, oh, I wonder if like the sand where he's standing is like there's a little mound of sand that he's standing on top of.
0: Wow, you're really like, alienating all of like, our Tom Cruise fans out there. I think we should cut out because it's probably like just people will think it's just short people bashing or something. I'm short. <laughs> but no, like, okay, it's, I I know we're totally like off the rails here, but when they uh, put him for Jack Reacher, because Jack Reacher in the novels is like 6'4 and like 260, and they have Tom Cruise, who's like this little guy, they're like, that's the worst person to have for this movie. So when they did a, a show on Amazon, they have, like, this huge guy, and everybody's like, finally.
2: Okay, first of all, Tom Cruise is 5'7", which is, like, me on a good day, so, you know, I got nothing to say. <laughs> and I looked it up. Jennifer Connelly is 5'7", too, so there you go. It was perfect. Shoe lifts. All right, now that we've uh, we've beaten Tom Cruise to death in the Top Gun